everyone, and welcome back to the Gallman Report. In today's episode, we are going to be doing a week two preview of the Thursday night football game between the Washington football team and the New York Giants. We did one of these episodes last week for the first Thursday night football game of the season, the Cowboys versus the Tampa Buccaneers, and I gave you uh, my predictions for the game in general, and then giving you some fantasy implications of the game, and I think my advice was pretty good. I, first of all, predicted that the Tampa Bay would win, and they did end up winning in a nail-biter, one of the best games I've ever seen, and I think I gave a lot of good advice. One of the things that I'm the most proud of um, is that I told a lot of you guys to start Rob Gronkowski, and he had a great game. You know, 90 yards and two touchdowns is all you can ask from a fantasy tight end. Uh, And yeah, so hopefully I'm going to be able to help you guys again this week by giving you some more fantasy advice. But before we get into that, I want to talk about the game itself, um, my thoughts about the offensive defense of both of the teams, and then give you my prediction before we get into the fantasy side of the game. So as I mentioned, it is going to be the Washington football team versus the New York Giants. Both of these teams lost their week one matchup. The Giants lost 27-13 to the Denver Broncos, and the Washington football team lost a close game to the Los Angeles Chargers 20-16. So both teams are coming off a loss, which means they're gonna, both of them are going to be hungry for a win, um, and even more so that this game is an interdivision matchup. So there's a lot on the line uh, towards the end of the season uh, for seeding and you know playoff matchups. So this is a very important game for both of these teams. So now we're going to just start talking about the football team. And the biggest news surrounding uh, this team is the injury to their starting quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick. So on Sunday, week one against Los Angeles Chargers, Fitzpatrick went down with a hip injury and did not come back for the rest of the game. And right now he is on IR. The football team has placed him on IR and he's going to be out for at least six to eight weeks with a serious hip injury. Because of that, Taylor Heineke comes into the starting role. Don't get me wrong, I think that Taylor Heineke is a solid quarterback. So if you're a football fan, if you're a Washington football fan, uh, then you don't have to worry. You still have a chance to win the division and make the playoffs because Taylor Heineke is a solid quarterback. And we saw this in the wildcard game last year against the eventual Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In this game, Heineke threw 26 for 44 for 306 yards, one one passing touchdown, and one interception. Along with that, he added 46 yards and a touchdown on the ground. So a very good performance from a from a player who has who had never started a game before. This is his first start, so a very good game from Taylor Heineke. Um, and it's, his performance was not for nothing. They did lose, end up losing the game as the Tampa Buccaneers went on to win the Super Bowl. Uh, but they lost 21-23, to so a very good effort and good game from Heineke in the playoffs as his first career start. And then on this Sunday, we also saw a little glimpse of not greatness, but a glimpse of a solid player. When Fitzpatrick left the game early in the first quarter, um, Heineke took over and he finished the game 11 for 15 for 122 yards, a touchdown, and zero turnovers. They did, again, end up losing this game, but 
it shows in these two performances that Heineke is a good enough quarterback to keep them in good games, uh, to keep them um, into games against great teams, especially the Buccaneers and the Chargers, who are a pretty good team. So I think that he's going to play fine against this Giants team, and at least for week two, uh, football fans, Washington football fans, don't have a lot to worry about. Um, and so coming in to this game, or coming into week one, um, it was thought that the Giants were going to have an elite defense this year. You know, after last year's defensive performance was incredible, especially, you know, no one was expecting them to have such a good defense, especially late in the year when they make that playoff push. Uh, but, and, you know, especially, and we thought that their defense was going to be even better because they upgraded at a at the cornerback position by signing Adoree Jackson and re-signing Leonard Williams. So they have a lot of big names on defense. Uh, James Bradbury, who made the Pro Bowl, an all-pro player. So they have a lot of, they have a great secondary and a pretty good front seven. So we thought that their defense was going to be elite this year, but we saw against the Broncos that their defense did not play well at all. They let Broncos quarterback Teddy Bridgewater uh, throw 28 for 36 for 264 yards and a touchdown. So they let, uh, in my opinion, a pretty mediocre quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater play really well against them. They didn't really make him uncomfortable. Uh, he was able to stand in the pocket and, and make some pretty easy throws. Um, and, and so they couldn't really stop the passing attack of the Broncos, but they also could not stop the run game of the Broncos as well. Uh, Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, a rookie running back um, for the Broncos, they combined for 146 rushing yards, um, and most of that coming on a 70-yard run by Melvin Gordon to ice the game. So I am a little concerned about this team as they're, as we're going to talk about right here. Their offense is not very good, and I will, and I thought they had a chance to win the division because their defense would be the ones that would be carrying the load but week one was not a good performance by their defense so if their offense can if their defense is not going to be able to play well and their offense doesn't improve uh, throughout the season then I don't think the Giants have much of a chance for winning a lot of games this year um, and yeah so now we'll going into the Giants offensive struggles um, They've had this issue for years. Ever since Daniel Jones really joined the team, they have not been able, they've not been a strong offensive team. And we saw that against the Broncos on Sunday. So against the Broncos, the Giants once again had a low scoring game, only scoring 13 points. And Daniel Jones had an okay performance, 22 for 37 for 254 yards and a touchdown. That is an okay performance, not the great, not the greatest completion percentage, and only throwing for one touchdown and less then you know 300 yards not the best um but i do i do want to cut him some slack because one he is playing against a very good defense in the broncos they have a great secondary and they have an amazing front seven with von miller and bradley chubb and in that in in the secondary you know justin simmons um is leading the is leading the secondary there so i do want to cut him some slack uh but the the group of players that I'm not going to cut slack is this offensive line. Daniel Jones was sacked twice in this game and was under consistent was under constant pressure from this amazing Broncos front seven. Um, so just very very disappointing, um, very disappointing from from this offensive line. As again, I'm 
always thinking that maybe this team is going to you know take the next step and improve but it doesn't look like they are going to be doing that um, and the skill position players of this Giants team also did not play very well especially the wide receivers uh, they had a rough game against this pretty good secondary but the only player that really played well as uh, in the skill position side of the team was Sterling Shepard. He was able to get open continuously in this game as he had seven receptions for 103 yards and a touchdown. So that is one bright spot of this Giants team. I talked about him in my waiver wire episode. I think he's going to be an amazing play for fantasy for weeks to come. We're going to be talking about that in just a few minutes. Uh, but my biggest concern for, and I mentioned this already a bit before, the biggest concern for this Giants team is the o-line but more specifically the inability to run the ball they the giants have one of the best running backs in the nfl in saquon barkley and i understand that saquon barkley in his first game back uh last year he tore his acl so this was his first game back from a torn acl so i was not expecting him to be back to 100 percent, obviously so i have to cut him a little slack there but his performance even with the recovery from a 20 CL was absolutely terrible. He had 10 carries for 26 yards with an average of 2.6 yards per carry. And the most concerning thing of all is he only had one reception for one yard. And that is, you know, especially for fantasy, you spent at least a second round pick on Saquon Barkley. And I understand if he's not going to be running the ball very well, that's you know that's the that's mostly the offensive uh, lines fault but if you if you're that top tier running back you need to be able to get more than one reception especially from more than one receiving yard that is just absolutely atrocious so i'm very concerned about saquon barkley for fantasy for the rest of the year and i'm also concerned about this offensive line you know last year they were below average um and they were below average in rushing yards per game with 110 and as we saw as we saw on Sunday, the offensive line has not gotten much better, probably has gotten worse, um, and, and the line has to improve if they're going to want to win the division. So that, with all that being said, it's pretty obvious from my notes here um, and from what I've been saying that I have a lot more confidence in this Washington football team. Um, and so they are favored by three and a half points, uh, with an over under of 40 and a 40.5 points. Um, and I, I don't think that it's going to be that high scoring of a game, but I do think that Washington football team does cover the spread and they win 22 to 14. That is my prediction. Uh, I was right. Um, last week I did not give a score prediction, but I did predict the, Buccaneers to win and I was correct so hopefully I can start Thursday night 2-0 and um, and yeah so not very confident in this Giants uh, team so moving on to the fantasy side of this game and last week I talked about all the options there were for your fantasy team so many options so many running backs and wide receivers and quarterbacks but this week this Thursday night football game is going to be a, a little bit of a different story Starting off with the quarterbacks, Daniel Jones and Taylor Heineke, both of them have a lot of rushing upside, running the ball. Um, Daniel Jones is a underrated rusher, and Taylor Heineke, as we saw in the wildcard game, uh, is able to run the ball and get into the end zone. 
Um, so they have that upside, but besides that, they don't really offer anything uh, special throwing the ball, especially Daniel Jones. He is prone for a lot of turnovers, interceptions, and fumbles. Um, so I will not look, I would, if I had any of these guys on my team, I'd look to pivot to a different option. If I had Fitzpatrick on my team, I'd be trying to pick up, you know, maybe Jalen Hurts was on your waiver wire uh, and you were able to get him. Maybe a Matthew Stafford, um, maybe someone dropped Ryan Tannehill, a player like that uh, I would be pivoting to instead of a Taylor Heineke and Daniel Jones option. I would only be starting these quarterbacks in a deep league uh, or if I was really in a pinch and it was absolutely necessary. Now, moving on to the running backs. Starting off with the running back for the football team, that is Antonio Gibson. You 100% start Antonio Gibson. You spent an early round pick on him, latest a third round pick, sometimes earliest a first round pick, and he is the lead back on this team. And he didn't have such a terrible performance on Sunday. He had 20 carries for 90 yards um, and a few receptions and some yards. So not a not a terrible game, but not the upside that we thought it was going to be. Um, but he is getting, what's most important is that he's getting the volume, he's getting the rushing work, and he is getting the passing work. Um, he's being used in a kind of CMC role. So you're going to start Antonio Gibson 100%. And in just a few minutes, we're going to talk about my bold prediction with Antonio Gibson. So yeah, start Antonio Gibson 100%. Now moving on to the running back for the Giants, and that is Saquon Barkley. So Saquon Barkley, as I mentioned, is coming off an ACL injury from last year um, and did not have a good game this past Sunday. And in Thursday night, he is actually questionable for this game. Uh, But I do think that he is going to play. And if he plays, um, you have to start him because... He is, you know, you spent a top pick on him. Sometimes some people first round pick, sometimes a second round pick. So he's one of your top two players. So you're going to have to play him in this game because you're not going to, I doubt that you have a better option on your bench. And he has incredible upside. And, you know, as I always like to preach, as everyone likes to preach really in fantasy, you start your studs um, and Saquon Barkley is a stud, even with his fan, even with his injury concerns and the O-line concerns. You start your studs because um, he has the chance to win your matchup every single week. So you're starting both of these running backs, Gibson and Barkley. Now, moving on to the wide receiver position, and the only wide receiver that I would start for this Washington team is Terry McLaurin. As I mentioned a few episodes ago, I have lowered Terry McLaurin in my rankings due to the Fitzpatrick injury, but nevertheless, he is a borderline wide receiver with amazing upside. And again, I don't assume, I don't, I doubt that many of you have a better option than him on your bench. And you know, he's been proven to succeed with some pretty bad quarterbacks. Um, you know, Kyle Allen and Dwayne Haskins. He was a solid fantasy wide receiver then. And Taylor Haneke, I think, is a little bit better than both of those guys. So Terry McLaurin is 100% a start and a borderline wide receiver one this Thursday night. And now moving on to the Giants wide receiver players. And as I mentioned earlier, I love Sterling Shepard for the rest of the season. So I would 100% start Sterling Shepard against this Washington football team. And I think what makes me most comfortable starting him is this Sunday we saw how Keenan Allen carved up this football team defense. 
Um, and he did this by mostly playing in the slot position, and that is exactly where Sterling Shepard plays. That's where he plays the best. Um, and so he's moved in back into the slot um, because he, he wasn't in the slot last year with Golden Tate, but now he's in the slot, um, and that's where he plays the best. So I think he's going to follow up a strong week one performance with a nice game against this football team and have a similar performance, not as great as Keenan did, but a similar performance like Keenan did, did on Sunday. Um, and another wide receiver that I'm starting for the Giants is Kenny Galladay. Um, so he had an okay game on Sunday against the Broncos. He had four receptions for 64 yards. It was his debut game with the Giants, and he's dealing with a little bit of a hamstring injury. So I cut him a little slack there, but now that he's more comfortable with the offense and has time for that hamstring injury to get a little bit better, I think that he is a a pretty good start. He has big play potential, and I think he's similar to another a Chargers wide receiver, Mike Williams, who also had a great game against the against this defense, against the Washington defense. So he got a, Mike Williams got a touchdown and 90 plus yards. So I think that Kenny G is going to, to have a similar game to that. Um, and I'm confident in starting Kenny Galladay as a flex option or wide receiver three. Now, um, last wide receiver, Darius Slayton. Don't start him unless absolutely necessary in a deep league with multiple flex options. Um, Would not be looking to start Darius Slayton at all, or Kadarius Tony, rookie from Florida, not looking to start those two guys at all. Uh, now moving on to the last position, and that is tight end. So the tight end for the Washington football team is Logan Thomas. So you are 100% starting Logan Thomas. Um, there are only five or six better options at at tight end. Um, you know, the likes of Darren Waller, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle. Uh, then you have TJ Hawkinson, Mark Andrews, and Kyle Pitts. And then you have Logan Thomas. So if you don't have one of those elite guys, you should be starting Logan Thomas. Um, and he has seems to have a little bit of a connection with Taylor Heineke as he caught a touchdown this Sunday. And, you know, Noah Fant against this Giants defense in week one had six receptions for 62 yards. So he, he uh, had a great game against this Giants defense. And Logan Thomas is at that same level as Noah Fant. So I think that he's going to have a similar performance. And it's a tight end wasteland out here. So you need to start any uh, tight end that you can get your hands on in Logan Thomas is a great option now moving on to the new york giants um evan ingram is out of this game uh, so that means that kyle rudolph is going to be the tight end one on this team and ingram was at the first week week one against the broncos and that made, made kyle rudolph the number one tight end and he had a terrible performance with two receptions for eight yards and so yeah I'm not necessarily so confident in Kyle Rudolph. I my confidence is a little bit boosted because this Washington football team did have trouble guarding tight end for the Chargers Jared Cook on Sunday. He had five receptions for 56 yards. So maybe maybe Kyle Rudolph will have a similar performance, um, but I don't really think so. And I would only be starting him in tight end premium leagues or in a league that you start two ends, or if you're just down bad and you need a tight end he can give you some upside he's a, a big body uh, in the end zone but i would not start him unless absolutely necessary so now the last thing we're going to do before the video ends is i'm going to be giving you my bold prediction 
for this Thursday night football game. Last week, my bold prediction was that Antonio Brown would score more fantasy points than both Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and thankfully, I was correct, and hopefully, you started Antonio Brown, and hopefully, he won you your fantasy matchup. So now, my bold prediction is surrounding running back for the Washington football team, Antonio Gibson. In two games that Gibson has played against the Giants, the New York Giants, as just a reminder, Gibson was a rookie last year. So he's only played two games against the Giants in his career. So in both of those games, he's averaging 9.25 fantasy points per game. That is not very good. Um, that is absolutely terrible for a player of, of Antonio Gibson's talent. That, with that being said, I think that that trend of Gibson playing not of of Gibson not playing well against the football team, against the Giants, excuse me, ends this Thursday night. The last time that Antonio Gibson played on Thursday, he had over 30 points against the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving. So I think that he likes playing on Thursdays, as we've seen from before, That, and he, I think he's sick and tired of stinking it up against the Giants. So I think that Antonio Gibson is going to have a 30-point game against the New York Giants. Um, and I project that the Washington football team wins this game. Not only do they win this game, but Antonio Gibson scores 30 points and he finishes as the RB1 on the week. That is a bold, bold prediction as Antonio Gibson has not had success against this team before. But I think he likes playing on Thursdays. He's sick and tired of playing against, he's sick and tired of, of playing bad against this Giants defense. He wants to shut it up. And after a mediocre performance on Sunday against the Chargers, he wants to get back to how he played last year as being one of the best fantasy running backs. So that is my bold prediction. Hopefully it comes true. Hopefully Antonio Gibson wins you your matchups and I can start the season 2-0 in my bold predictions, but we'll see what happens. And that is the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. It helps us out so much. Thank you guys so much for listening and goodbye.